Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare, the good, the bad, the ups and downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also bring on a variety of business and community leaders to discuss healthy and unhealthy business practices, including culture, leadership, human resources, sales, recruiting, and more. What the Health Just Happened is brought to you by 212 Benefits, your partners in all things employee benefits for small and medium-sized businesses. I'm your host, Eric Ross. And I'm beyond excited for today's guest, both working with Humana, Mr. Paul Sapia, right? Paul Sapia? Sapia. Sapia. That's good to know. Chime in there, Sapia. 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 Got it. Population Health Strategy Lead? Yes. That's the title. That is the title. That's a mouthful. It is. We're going to get to that in a second. Sure. Um, And, of course, the legendary Laura Nolan, Director of Group Benefits Southeast Region. That's the title? That's the title. Amongst many other things. I'm chuckling here. We're almost (laughs) through this. Welcome to you both. On this episode, let's get this out of the way right off the bat. Did either of you two win the lottery from Neptune Beach Publix? No. I asked my husband this morning, (sighs) where did we buy our tickets from? And he said the other Publix, two miles away. So we are not winners, and unfortunately... And I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually was waiting on someone to cancel everything today, whether it's coworkers, uh, groups we work with, whatever it was. My wife saying, pack your stuff, buy a gun, we're going to Tallahassee and locking ourselves in a hotel. That didn't happen. The other thing I want to address real quick, a few weeks ago... Laura Nolan was on here, right? This is our third time trying to get this episode under the <laughs> yes, bus. I got sick it's one time, charm. and then three weeks ago, I almost passed out. It was crazy. It was just a weird event. Jay's not on the, mo- the mic today, but I just want to get that out of the way because I'm going to call it the event. I think it might come up a few times today. So that's the intro. In the past, done. I do want to poke fun of me almost passing out, though, because you saw it go down. It was scary. I got texts and calls for, like, weeks and days after that. So, Eric, I was here to catch you, and since that time, I have been religiously going to the gym <laughs> just in case I have to do it again. You saved my life. <laughs> you are a hero. Yes, thank you. That's uh, That was really awkward for me on a variety of levels, right? It just was crazy, but we'll, we'll get to that. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But Paul Sapia. Yes. I got to say that right because I hate saying names wrong. That's okay. How long have you two worked together? Eight eight years, nine years now? Probably longer before your role at uh, Bold Gold because I've been at Humana now 21 years. And I've been over nine, nine and a half years. Nine and a half years. So nine and a half. And I want to go back to the how long. What did you say, 22 years? 21 years. 21 years with Humana. It is Bold Gold. With an L, not G-O-L-D. And I'll and I'll go back and say it was bold goal. And now we have evolved and we are called the health equity and social impact team. We're gonna talk a lot about that if I have like if I had to guess, that's probably the majority of the second half of the talk. But sure. <sighs> Laura, twenty-one years, right? And I know your husband, I think that's how we initially met. I happen to yes. I guess we overlap industries yeah. in some capacity. What did you do for 21 years? (laughs) What did I do? Well, you know what? I've done quite a few things, I will say. Now, when I graduated college, I never thought— What college? Florida State. Yes! 
Sorry, I'm sorry, so, Paul. Some people have to go there too. It's okay. Are you a gator? I'm a gator. There's so many I went gators. to the real school. He's a, you're a bulldog, right? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> go Knowles, and I'll say it. Go Gators. It's a good school. Okay. Uh, don't tell my dad I said that. He'll disown me. Okay, so I went to Florida State. Florida State. I never, ever imagined I would become an insurance salesperson when I graduated. Oh, dear Lord. Right? I never imagined it. But um, I will tell you what, um, it's been one of the best industries to be in. I've been at Humana so long because Humana continues to evolve and to change. And, you know, I like it. I like that. I like being innovative. I like it when we have opportunity to create new products that have never been in the market and to launch those and to help employer groups in the public sector find solutions to, you know, help support the health of their employees. What, what's the saying? Like the only thing unavoidable is death and taxes. I think change <laughs> is the third one, yes. right? And Humana has changed and evolved constantly, including recently. There's a lot of changes and all, all for the best. So culturally, as, a, as an employee for 21 years, what are some things you love about Humana? Uh, uh, there, so Humana overall is very focused on the well-being of their employees as well as the population overall. So you know that's why Paul's here with us today to talk a little bit about that. But from an advocacy with employees, we were one of the first to launch work at home. I mean, I've been working at home for well over 10 years now. You mean prior to, what was it called? Yes, um, that. Yep. COVID, that's that. it, I forgot about it. Prior to that. Um, just making sure that people had flexible lives, that they weren't rushing or stopping to get fast food to pick up on their way to pick up their children Guilty. to take them to sports, right? Those things can deteriorate your health. And so... <laughs> As an organization, Humana years ago started with flex time. Then we started to pay employees to volunteer in the community. So we do um, do paid time off for volunteer hours. Uh, and we encourage all of our employees to sit on a board or do advocacy somehow um, in the community or at their churches to really, you know, help to, to be involved in, and to support those around them. I love that because I want to hit a couple things here because I think a lot of people are curious about culture. What makes your business unique? What are you doing? What are you offering? Paul, can you add anything to that that, you know, you've been there for, what, nine years? What, what jumps out to you is like, man, he, man, I love working here because of this. Yeah, and I'll go to what Laura was saying, right? They really want to support that work-life balance. And, and they understand that associates are members of the community. And if a community is facing a challenge – if a community is in need of something, we have the opportunity to do something about it, to get involved and, and to, to be a part of that, right? And so they do things like the volunteer time off. They encourage that. us to do team volunteer activities. Mm -hmm. I had a call this afternoon with our volunteer committee for the state of Florida to really talk about virtual volunteer opportunities uh, mentoring opportunities. We've got this great program, Project Hug, where we're working on bringing kids up to third grade reading level, and we can do it virtually across the state. Um, we do food pantries. We do all sorts of things. And, and Humana gives us that opportunity to do it. And so I, I love that. I mean, my, my role started with me setting up a gym in a, in a conference room that we never used in our office, and our boss said, do me a favor. Set up a gym, put a you know is this a here treadmill. In Jacksonville, in Jacksonville. Northeast Florida. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. And you know, put a gym in there. Got us a TV and a DVD player, and we had team members that were going in and doing Zumba classes on lunch, 
It was when we were downtown. We organized walking group. And How long ago was this? This was six, seven years ago, yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. That's See, that, I think that's that's cool, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's unique. Now it's almost expected for, for a younger generation, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm 40, so, you know, depending on what, age, the what ages there are, yeah. yeah. Well, again, now, <laughs> now we have 30 and 25-year-old right. employees, yeah. but... So, so starting that years ago, that's I didn't realize this about Humana. Yeah. That's 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 pretty cool stuff. The the paid time off to volunteer is unique. So they're they're not only they're reinforcing that behavior, which mm-hmm. gives back to the community, right? Yes. Let's talk about boards. So so you recently were you joined that was it the JU board? Let's talk about that for uh, a second. Yeah, Jacksonville University, the Brooks Health Advisory Board. Did they approach you? Did you nominate yourself? I mean, I want younger, again, we talked to people who are like, I want to get involved in a board. How do I give back to the community? And I think getting on a board is a big part of it. So congratulations, first off, <laughs> even though I went to UNF and, you know, that's like. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Too, <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> well, so part of that is really their involvement with Bold Goal when we first started. G-O-A-L. Bold yes. Goal our population health, and the universities here, UNF and JU and Florida State College and Edward Waters. Soon to be UF. Yes. Downtown. Yes. They have all participated in these community initiatives, and so they were engaged in it. Paul first sat on that board with JU, and then they wanted to continue on, and so he kind of passed that legacy on um, over to me that we can be involved and engaged because Jacksonville University is very focused on how can they put more healthcare professionals mm. out in our community? Um, the hospitals are having a difficult time recruiting, a difficult time <coughs> finding um, students that will graduate and stay here. And so having that as, as a focus of their health advisory board, we can help guide them on what to do and you know how to really promote the university and get those, those people turning their careers into something that can help our community here yep. in Jacksonville. This I love talking about this. By the way, I told you we, we didn't know which direction it's going to go. We might even talk about Taylor Swift because that came up <laughs> yes. p- before we recorded. But so I, I got a nursing degree from from FSCJ, and, and they they lose every nursing student that comes out of FSCJ, UNFJU. Where do they go? A lot of them leave. How do you keep them here? And this is nationwide, but the large hospital systems, you know, Baptist, Mayo, mm-hmm. St. Vincent's. Who am I missing? HCA. HCA. I almost said something. Never mind. Got to watch what I say. I'm kidding. Yeah. They, 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 are, they have nursing shortages, CNA shortages. So part of what you're doing on that board is to try to keep these students local to the community. What, what's, what's the role on that board? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's helping to advise the college itself. So there's diverse aspects of it. But they're in a growth mode where they're opening new campuses. They have a campus down in Palm Coast. They're expanding their college and their services. And so how can they do that and recruit students to come there uh, to study, certainly, and then partner, certainly, with the healthcare organizations like a Humana or the hospitals to keep those graduates here in our own community. How long have you been in Jacksonville? Wow. I have to think about that. So um, I guess probably 22 years in Jacksonville. Paul, how long have you been in Jacksonville? 41 years. 41 years. Yep. Where were you before Jacksonville? This is Laura, by the way. I, there's, there's cameras here, but if this is going to be on the radio first, then... 
Well, I grew up in a town called Palm Harbor, which I tell people is kind of near <laughs> Clearwater. Yep. Um, and I it. went to Tarpon Springs High School, oh, okay. home of the Spongers. Are you Greek? <laughs> I am not, but if you... <laughs> My wife is Greek. I know. Yeah, she? she's okay. we know about Tarpon Springs. So before Jackson, where were you? Uh, New York City, right New outside York City. of New York City. Okay. So 41 years in this city. Yep. In, in 22, you said? Yes. Let's start with you. How much change have you seen in oh, Jacksonville in 22 years? Unbelievable change. Unbelievable change. It's all, from my perspective, it's all been for the better. You know, Jacksonville, certainly we have one of the largest land mass, um, or, right? Is that the other right than, Other than some, uh, Juneau, Alaska, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Anchorage, that's what Anchorage. it is. Anchorage. Oh, so we're secondary. Dang it. But um, <laughs> I, I've always been a fan. We have one of the most beautiful parks and beaches and recreation system throughout the city. So I've seen all of that um, be preserved and then things built around it. And certainly we have our, you know, uh, from a cultural perspective, we've had a lot of additional, you know, from theater to stadiums to shopping centers and all of that. But it's really nice because when I think about Jacksonville um, and living over and Paul lives at the beach, you know, our natural resources are some of the best things about this city. Paul, what, what without giving away where you live, what <laughs> beach area are you, do you reside? I'm in Jack's Beach. Jack's Beach, okay. Yep. So not far from that Neptune Beach Publix uh, that sold a 1.5. I'm still here. I know. Still Look, here. This is, and I laugh because I want to go back to how long you've been here and the changes you've seen <clears throat> in Jacksonville because I've yeah. been here for 20 years now. The, the last two days, this morning I woke up, the biggest news story immediately is the $1.58 billion lottery right. ticket was sold at Publix in Neptune Beach. What was yesterday's biggest news story? Do you remember? No, I don't. Are you a Jaguars fan? Yes. They installed these urinals oh, that can right. test the players <laughs> for dehydration. if they're dehydrated or not. So that ties into healthcare. I, but. I would have thought it was Taylor Swift tickets go on sale today. That that was you, yesterday. You did it. You, you ran it in. And again, I, I always I make a comment about my wife because she'll never listen to this. She's like, I don't want to hear you talk. I hear you talk all the time. She created four different emails to create four different waiting lists course, for HubSub. Okay, course. you do the same thing. Don't you think that Tom got that email today oh and my I got gosh. the email? Yes. I love you, Tom. <laughs> you too, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody got tickets that I know, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you... I don't even tickets. try. Okay, I know yeah. a few that um, I think should have them in their hands now. Oh, jeez. Okay, back to... Man, yeah. Here we're going on Taylor Swift, by the way. So, <laughs> some that you know, too, I think. <laughs> I love... I, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm getting off topic here, but don't judge me. I see you rolling your eyes over there, Jay. <laughs> so, so 41 years. I yep. moved here in 01. What changes have you? I can't even. Like, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to age you or judge you, but that, like, so I'll just I say, can't even fathom. Hodges stopped at Beach Boulevard from Atlantic. It didn't go all the way to JTB. There was JTB no, wasn't there. Was there it? was no Kernan Boulevard. No, JTB was there, but it had a toll booth, um, you know, to get there. Um, there was nothing between the woods and the beach and Atlantic Beach, you know, mm -hmm. the woods subdevelopment yes, to the beach. Yeah. There was nothing there. And and we used to spend our winters, we could skateboard down 3rd Street from Atlantic Beach all the way down to South Jacks Beach and barely have to change lanes. There were never any cars. In that the sounds pretty time. awesome, by the it way. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, it's – but. The, like Laura said, the changes have been tremendous. I mean, the best pizza in town used to be maybe 
Mr. Gaddy's. Uh, Who's the best pizza in town now? Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to put I you mean, on the spot. I, that's a tough question because V Pizza's right up there and Biggie's is right I up like there. I like Biggie's right now. There's one by our house. Brenna's is, you know, right around the corner and easy to order from and <laughs> really good. So, uh, health, and yeah. again, going back, a lot, I do a lot of healthy versus unhealthy uh-huh. change and business stuff. So, the growth in the city, I, I would say, is, is healthy, right? Mm-hmm. At what point does it become unhealthy? And this goes back to social determinants of health. We're going to talk about that stuff. So you get an NFL team, you get more roads, you get more grocery stores, you get more pharmacies, you get more hospitals. So so what are some unhealthy changes you've seen in Jacksonville since you've been here? Well, I mean, I think the development is all positive, but what we talk about quite a bit is food insecurity. And so while they're developing apartments all over the place and new you know, housing complexes, making sure that I would say in a walkable distance, because many don't have access to transportation, that people can still purchase healthy foods. And, and I think that that is something that I know that our city is working on constantly, but it's really <coughs> important because you can't just keep building out and building out and, and thinking that Everyone has access to a car, uh, whether it be somebody young or an elderly person that might not mm-hmm. be able to drive and has access to food. So that's probably your world more than hers, right? Yeah, I could probably go on for about six hours on this conversation. And, and I love, look, I love um, this stuff, too. Yeah. I feel bad because it's the third time I've tried to get her on here, so I don't want to take away from it. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with this. I love this city. I'm at that, that stage where, like, how do I give back and make it a better community for my kids, kids he doesn't know, grandparents, but social determinants of health. Yep. I'm familiar with that term. Some people are, some people aren't. So either one, can you name what they are? And then we'll talk about the relevancy. Of I mean, one. there's there's a, a variety of different social determinants. Laura mentioned food insecurity. You've got housing stability. You've got transportation. You've got loneliness and isolation, mental health challenges, um, walkability, safety I could probably go on and on. And I think, you know, as going back to your question, what changes have happened, affordable housing is a huge problem, right? And and I'm working with the Jacksonville City Council and the mayor on what This is we Northeast do. Florida specifically. Well, it's Northeast Florida specifically the work that we're doing, but it's everywhere. Everywhere. Right? Is is yep. just an affordable housing. Try to find an apartment for $800 a month. It's not happening. Know, right. When you're a nurse or you're working an entry-level job making $15, $17 an hour and you've got multiple kids trying to feed them and then you've got to pay for your utilities and your rent and all those things, right? It's it's really challenging. So, you know, how do we make it a livable population where you've got affordable housing to support people to be able to get the food that they need? And then how do we make it culturally culturally relevant as well? Because, you know, just providing healthy food doesn't cure food insecurity. It doesn't cure health issues if you don't know how to cook it, if you don't know how to eat it. Your family's never done it. I mean, we gave away sweet potatoes with the USO and healthy military families. And probably half the people that came through the line turned down the sweet potatoes because they said, we don't know how to cook it. Oh, my gosh. I can't. There's so much to unpack on that comment alone. Right. One of which is I had a sweet potato for lunch today. Yeah. Do you know where I got it from? No. Publix, pre-wrapped and saran wrap. Guess what else? Yep. And you microwave it for five minutes. You Done. It. 
and again, it's hot, just unload it. But, but sure. that, that's scary to me that there's families out there that don't know how to cook and prep a sweet potato that is a superfood as far as I'm yep. concerned. And imagine an eggplant mm-hmm. and <sighs> kale. You know, right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I googled this before. The first thing that Google comes up, like, what are the the five key components of social determinants of health? That Jay held up four fingers. By the way, I'm very self-deprecating. We're on the radio. It's live. It's not live. It's pre-recorded. It airs Saturday night. <laughs> then we share it on a podcast. We got a couple minutes left. Economic stability. Very broad statement, right? That can be a lot of things. Education access and quality. That's a big one. I think. Healthcare access and quality, big one. Neighborhood and built environment, that goes to a lot of things. Affordable housing, and then social and community context. Those are those are pretty broad statements, but the big ones that you mentioned, you're talking about, food access, huge. How do you get the food? Do you know how to prep the food? Are you familiar with Blue Zones? Yes, yeah. they're going to be speaking on the 17th at our event, which we'll get to later. Who's coming? Nicole Ham? Yes. She was on the show right before they did that big event. I I love the Blue Zones. I love what they're doing. So you guys overlap. That's great. Um, How much time we got left? I'm the only one that does this. Someone else pretends they're live. We're not live. Come on, guys. We're recording (laughs) this early. That was, this is kind of a five-part question here. So you got Social determinants of health. So, so what's the why behind Humana's commitment to addressing these issues that impact our community and our members? Yeah, and, and I touched on it earlier, right? Our associates are the community. And if our associates are dealing with these issues, our community is dealing with these issues. We realize that, that addressing the social determinants of health improves a person's life and the quality of their life, right? It also cuts down on health care costs. It also cuts down on the, the, the burden to the healthcare system. You think about all these people that are going to the emergency room for their primary care, mm. right? And if we can help to hours. educate somebody on the importance of the primary care and then get them to do that and address their health, then we're able to lower costs and improve happiness for our members and their families. You said it too, and I, you and I talked about this every time we text yeah. or talk back and forth. I could talk about this stuff for hours. Because it, it interests me, it fascinates me, it, I believe in it, just the different roles that I've had in healthcare. But thank you for joining us. We, we're almost done here with the first half, not quite. Social determinants of health, we got that, the why behind Humana's commitment to addressing these issues. Couple more questions on that. We're gonna have, I'd like to have a little fun too. It can't all be, because I wasn't doom and gloom. When I had the opioid project on here, who, who again, great organization, love him. He's coming back in a couple weeks. It got, it got a little got a little heavy sometimes. So, um, yeah, I think I'm trying to determine which fun, which fun to do. I, I love healthy or not healthy, but it's completely randomized. Um, got to talk more Taylor Swift. Are you Jags fans or are you oh, a Jets fan or a Giants fan? No, uh, Giants fan. I grew up a Giants fan, but I'm a Jags fan. Everyone's okay, Jags so. okay. Fan and it's that time of year. How well, can you not be fired up? I'm fired up. You can He's tell not. By Jay, my outfit. Jay Bose is over there shaking his head no. <laughs> I can't curse on this, right? No. George is We're on camera that, now, too. No, George is not that good anyway. So I'm George is, too. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. I gotta, so first half, Paul Sa- Sapia. 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 Yeah. Not Sapia. Right. Laura Nolan, both with Humana. I'm not going to read your titles because they're both a mouthful to say. Either way, love what you're doing. Love the community stuff. We'll hit that more in the second half. But uh, thanks for joining so far. That's what the health just happened. Question mark? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling.
Welcome back to the second half of What the Health Just Happened. If you missed the first half, the good news is it'll be available on, I don't even know what all the podcasts are. I can't keep track. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, I don't even know. We actually have cameras in here too, by the way, which is awkward. I'm pointing at them and we're going to try YouTube out. Mom, thanks for watching these. I get one viewer every single week. I'm totally I'm self-deprecating. But, so we have two, um, I would say... Jacksonville legends in, in this industry, right? Laura Nolan and Paul, not Sapia, Sapia. Got to say it right. Their job titles are way too long to say. We'll tag them in all the videos and all that stuff. But so first half, we talked a lot of community stuff. Taylor Swift might have came up, um, an event that's coming up actually next week. We're recording it this week, and we'll, we'll post that. So we'll do a little fun. Then I want to talk about the, the impacts that Humana has really state locally and statewide, which is a big deal, mm-hmm. right? And then we'll, we'll go back to the community stuff and some events coming up. I love healthy or not healthy. So I'm going to ask you a question, and you just answer it, healthy or not healthy. And I wrote these for you originally. Healthy <laughs> or not healthy? Working in the insurance industry for 20-plus years. Healthy. Healthy? Paul, working in the insurance industry for how many years? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Uh, healthy. What did you do before that? Oh, I had a long and winding career in healthcare. So I started as an athletic trainer um, and then went into medical sales. And then I went into contracting against insurance companies for a large provider group and did that nationally for a few years. And then I jumped on the Humana train and, uh, and I've been on decade. the dark side for almost a decade now. Okay, Paul, I got one for you. Healthy or unhealthy medical device sales? Unhealthy. I'm going to agree with you. That's a whole different episode if you want to get into that. I'm a terrible salesperson, <laughs> and it was not good for me. <laughs> oh, okay, this is for Laura. Healthy or unhealthy? FSU in the 90s. Oh, well, I have to say, I'll have to say healthy because I am a knoll through and through, but I'm sure we had some unhealthy moments. You can say both. <laughs> I'm going to say both. It depends if it's game day or Their not. athletics were healthy in the 90s. <laughs> Um, and I was a lifeguard on campus, so I was always training oh, with the man. lifeguards. And, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun Paul, all the go, way around. did you go to UF? I did. Okay. Whatever decade it was, healthy or unhealthy, was UF <laughs> healthy in that decade? Depends on how late the game in, it was <laughs> that time the game is. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to do this one again. We're, <laughs> yeah, I get off topic pretty easy. Healthy or unhealthy, the Gators uh, football team this year? Healthy. Okay. Getting healthier. Getting healthier. Rehab. (laughs) Rehab, like? Uh, For the knee. Okay, okay, not like like, uh, drugs and alcohol abuse rehab for the Gators. Okay. Okay. Starting rumors over there. I'm okay, I'm okay. Okay. Sorry about those Gators. Healthy or unhealthy, a weekly food budget for teenagers. Oh, so this is a, a big topic. I have teenagers, and it's actually a big topic around parents because I have a number of friends that we talk about. Do we do an allowance or do we um, allow the kids to purchase whatever food they want on Apple Pay? 
And my oh, teenagers. This is what I look forward to. I'm petrified, man. <laughs> my teenagers said, no allowance, no thank you, mom. But if I want to go out and I want to go have ice cream with my friends or if I want to go, you know, grab a sandwich, then can I please use your Apple Pay? Okay. Paul, you asked me beforehand if how old my kids are. I don't know. Do you have children? I, I have one child, one daughter. She's nine. Okay. So food budget, I brought this up because I'm laughing. I have, I mentioned a five-year-old daughter, seven-year-old son, eight-year-old son. I don't know how we're going to feed them when they're teenagers. I still can't keep up. <laughs> Um, okay, we're almost done. You will figure it out, and I will. I yeah, will tell you what. This is a parenting tip that I please. Do. Get, we love parenting tips. <laughs> I will uh, having teenagers. I will not only feed my kids. I will feed the entire. That's our household. Because yep. I love those children oh, at our house it. where they're safe. I like you more and more fun. every time we hang out. <laughs> and and any child that wants to spend the night in the summertime, it's any day on the weekends. It's any weekend night. They are always welcome Healthy. to our house. That's healthy. I, I think yeah. that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have agreed. That's how we want. Like our, we have an open door. If you behave, you got to be respectful, follow the rules. But that's healthy. These are going on and on. So I, we're almost done here. Then we'll go back to stuff. Healthy or unhealthy? I think this is an interesting topic. Artificial intelligence in healthcare. I, I'm all in for all healthy. First of all, I am one of the biggest fans of ChatGPT and AI. Um, I think. From a business perspective, I use it every single day. How? Um, Can I ask? I mean, it, we'll, we'll get. I, I might tell you that's all the secrets to my trade. Oh, sorry. But, you don't have to but, answer that on air. Tell me on the side. I'm not going to steal your. I, how's this, this going to help me? I will tell you how Humana is doing it. So Humana is using AI to uh, pay claims better <clears throat> and faster and make sure that we have better accuracy with artificial intelligence. That, that sounds awesome, and I'm not challenging what you're saying, but if I read an article like, again, I, I'll, I'll call specific carriers out because I am allowed to. Cigna recently had a huge article that they're declining like 78% of claims that come in. I wonder, is that an artificial machine just like decline, 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 or a human sitting there with <laughs> you know, a big gulp and whatever else they're doing is declining? I don't, yeah. I don't know. So I love that concept. Yeah. Do you think it's it's working out and so, beneficial? I'll I'll say I think it's it's beneficial in in ways like Laura said, right? Efficiency and getting some of those things. But I think the challenge too is the lived experience, right? AI doesn't have lived experience, right? It doesn't know culturally, you know, doesn't have all of that nuance of life, right? And I think that that's part of the challenge. Especially when somebody Googles, you know, something or chat GPTs, you know, my knee hurts. <laughs> you know, don't get it's, it's, right. I, I think there's a lot of um, self-diagnosis. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. Right. Or a grain of sugar or whatever. Right. Grain of it's salt, salt. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but you've got to take everything. But the problem is a lot of people don't. Right. Is, is they don't think through human nature. Here's the answer that I got. That's what I think it is, right? Yep. And and so, I think there's probably good, and it'll get better. But um, I'm gonna say healthy-ish. Healthy-ish. <laughs> yeah. I'm still undetermined, and I didn't even tell like my opinions on all these. But I'm scared. I, I grew up with Terminator Two, and I watched it a hundred times. And Skynet. I'm a little Skynet. Skynet. I'm like, I'm, am I the only one freaked out by Terminator Two? That's not healthy how many times I've seen that. Or the fact that my dad 
took me to see a rated R movie at the age that I saw it. But. You should be scared of like Terminator 4 because it was so bad. You know, I couldn't watch him. I couldn't watch him anymore. Uh, Elon's putting up his face. Yes, he is. Uh, yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Let's rein it in. I, I get off topic. Yeah, we can't go there. We, or, or Taylor, Taylor Swift, or Terminator Two, and I get off topic real fast. Okay. Although I will say, one of the one topic that we've been talking about a lot with um, just our social groups is a friend of mine um, was at a conference and she hopped in a car without a driver, and everywhere Stop she it. went. <laughs> Trey, Trey's over there set up these cameras. He's fist bumping. Yeah, she I, FaceTimed me. She's no. like, look at this. There's no I'm walking. Driver. I'm walking. I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah. I mean, you think about what what we can do and what the potential it's, is with It's technology. crazy. It's crazy. And it's incredible. It is. It is. But it scares me because I'm just, I don't know, maybe an old soul or just a That's why grumpy, you, yeah, now yeah, middle-aged yeah. man. I don't know. <laughs> Back to Humana. Let's talk about, which, again, I've barely heard of it it's like a big, small company i can't figure out how many right. employees total you said this earlier paul how many employees total in the in the country i believe around 70 or seventy-five thousand uh in the country oh you said yeah. you said 70 to 75 and then pause i'm like that's not that thousand, thousand. That's big. Yeah, small thousand. company. so let's talk about florida the state yeah. we love that i love like i'm ride or die mm-hmm. the state of florida economic impacts approximately how many employees just in florida just in Florida, we have 11,000 employees here in Florida with Humana. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's I a lot. Paul, isn't it? Do we have $48 billion impact yeah, in, to the state of Florida alone? Economic. When you say economic impact, is that, I mean, again, I, I have my thoughts on it. And Is it money out to staff that goes back into the community, donating to nonprofits? Like, what is what is the economic impact it has? Because forty again, forty eight mm-hmm. billion dollars. That's that's not a small number. So you know, I'm sure there's more uh, you know details in the in the article. But you know, we we have Medicaid, we have Medicare, we have Tricare here in the state of Florida. You know, just in North Central Florida, the areas that I handle in the social determinants of health work, we've done about fifteen million dollars in donations to nonprofits to help address social determinants and create systemic change. Um, and, and so that's just North Central Florida. You probably add South Florida, another 15 or 20 million on top of that, you know, plus the employees and the salaries and the, you know, all of those pieces are, are part of that. Yeah, directly and indirectly, <clears throat> Humana is responsible for about 288,000 jobs in Florida. Say, say that again. Directly, directly and indirectly. And indirectly. What would an indirectly job from Humana be? So I, I, I don't know. You may not know that either. I don't. I'm just curious now. I like to learn something from my guests every week. I mean, I would say our provider groups, our community aspects. So um, those that Paul's talked about that we are helping to fund and to support and in the initiatives across the state. Um, there's a lot on the you know social and uh, health impact and the population health impact. And the, and the Clinicians, vendors, I guess, too. Yeah, if well, you think the about vendors the that we work you with, yeah. you know, you think of Availity, right? Availity was started mm-hmm. as a partnership with Florida Blue and, and Humana, um, you know, and, and so some of those other I'm vendors, trying to get them on this show, by the um, way. So if you know someone there, feel free to introduce me to them. I think it'd right. be a great, great company to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting because people see Humana. Sometimes they see... Um, our Medicare 
signs, you know, Medicare open enrollment, which is our 65 and older population. I work on the employer group segment. So I run the sales team for the Southeast. We're out there in the community working with private sector and public sector employer groups across the state of Florida and, and across the country selling dental, vision, life, short-term and long-term disability products. So I'm going to pause you real quick because I know this, but I like people to hear it as we cut this up and share it. I, I know this. Say those again. Dental, vision. Life, short-term and long-term disability. And so, so everyone thinks of Medicare, Medicaid, that's, that's a big product. And then you have the group ancillary stuff. I do want to talk about this too. I'm actually going to hold this up because <laughs> she brought this stuff here. I don't even know which camera. Trey, what do you have set up? It doesn't matter. I don't watch any of this anyways. The truth brush, I want to go back to that. So you're managing a team, the Southeast region. Is that the state of Florida? Is that Alabama, Georgia? I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, the, the Southeast encompasses everything you would think about in the Southeast. So North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, and Florida. Um, I split half of that so I only have half of the southeast because it's so large and we have so many reps um, across the southeast that um, I split that and then we roll up under a regional practice leader that has the entire southeast and then refresh my memory again you're you're managing a team which I love to talk about a good culture leadership we could talk about great employees we've we've led are you selling these products to brokers, right? That happens to be the space that I work in as much as I will talk trash about my industry. (laughs) Are you selling it to public, private industries, small businesses? Like what's... So the answer is yes to all of (laughs) them. Perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) the answer is yes. Nailed it. We love to partner with brokers, insurance agents, consultants, you know, however. Those um, guys are the worst. And girls, they're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They they are an extension of our sales team. So we are constantly working to partner with, you know, you and, and folks like you to share our product initiatives to get quotes out and to um, help to educate the employees when they purchase our products. Okay. I have to, because you brought it. We talked about this. I even wrote this down third time's a charm. Here you are. We had the events. I'm always going to call it the events. I almost passed out in that corner over there. It was crazy. I went to the ER. Telemedicine, 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 teledoc. Let's talk briefly about teledentistry because I think it's cool. It's unique. And I'm going to keep holding these up. And when he, I don't know if it's supposed to be a free ad or not. I'm going to send Trey home one, with one. But truth brush, talk about teledentistry and this specifically, because I, I just think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, telemedicine has been around for a long time, but I think there was a big boom during the pandemic, right? People didn't have access to their doctors. Doctors' offices were closed and they needed to be cared for. And so there was a big promotion of telemedicine. Same thing happens on the dental side. Um, We hear all the time from members, friends, neighbors that perhaps it's a Saturday or a Sunday and they're experiencing extreme tooth pain. Well, where do you think they go when that happens on a Saturday? The first place they go is to an emergency room and it becomes a catastrophic emergency claim for tooth pain. So what Humana did is Humana launched teledentistry so that our members can have immediate access to care when they need it most. I'm going to make a comment and then ask a question about that example. So I used to work as a firefighter. was in the field seeing some emergencies, a lot more emergencies, yes. which we'll go back to that, people <laughs> using the ER as a PCP. 
and then utilizing the ER, which which I don't think some people think about this. When you the second you walk into the ER, including a couple weeks ago, Joey had to drag me into the ER the other day. By the way, yes, that that hits your claims bucket and, and affects everything. If you wonder why rates go up, a big part of it is overutilizing the ER when you don't need to. And again, I've I've, I've almost sat on every component. I worked in the ER downtown at Baptist. You see. Mm-hmm sore toe, uh, a splinter, you know, my, <laughs> I almost said something really, I'm going to say, I farted too loud and it scared me. Like we had a book. <laughs> You've seen it all. Listen, what you're when saying. you go to the, most ERs have a, have a book that the staff and they write down funny stories, oh, like without, you know, uh-huh. personal information, just cause you laugh at, you open it up and see things people yeah. go to. So let's use that one as an example. Yeah. People will go to the ER for tooth pain. And sometimes if your face is swollen, you have an abscess or an uh-huh. infection. What do you do in that instance? So if somebody has a tooth pain or something, what can teledentistry do to at least deter them from going to the ER? Yeah, so typically, I mean, the thing with an infection is to prescribe um, medication, like an antibiotic, to get rid of that infection. And so they can do that immediately. They can do it, you know, while the patient is on with teledentistry, call the script in to the closest pharmacy that is open on the weekend and start to get that uh, patient treated right away. And then they can wait until that Monday morning visit with the doctor or the dentist to check it out. So I'm going to reiterate this and then go back to the population stuff because I think they go hand in hand. And then one more thing about teledentistry because I just think it's cool. So everyone that listens... You can avoid sitting in the ER for four hours with tooth pain because teledentistry exists. The same thing happens with telemedicine. I think it's, like you said, it's been around for years, but it could be utilized better. I mean, do you agree or disagree? I don't know. Absolutely. I I will tell you, I live really close to Mayo Clinic, and so we have a lot of uh, medical practitioners that live in our neighborhood, and my friends are always saying, oh, I'm going to call... Gail, or I'm going to call this person and see, can can they just get me a script without ever going to their own doctor because it's their neighbor or somebody two doors down? And I always ask them, don't you have telemedicine on your plan? Mm. You know, you have access immediately. And so I try to educate everyone about that, teledentistry. Do you have access to this? You know, so they're not trying to kind of navigate around the system and just call in a favor. Everybody loves cool <laughs> stuff, I think. Truth brush, T R U T H brush, mm-hmm. truth brush. That's a hard word to say. Say that five times fast. That's <laughs> no, tough. Thank you. He's like, Paul says, no, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, the smart tracker for better teeth brushing. There's a, a picture of, again, I don't even know where the cameras are. Is this a Humana product or this is someone that Humana's partnered with? Like, this is a good product that, go ahead. It, it's, it's not a Humana product, it's its own product, but what Humana does really well is we integrate innovation into all of our products. And so um, we, we have technology with hearing aids, with Truthbrush, um, with all sorts of things. But Truthbrush, I really like, and I brought it for you with those Thank three you. kids. Um, because I like to say it is the Fitbit of brushing your teeth. And what does that mean? Well, it's a tracker that your children can put on their toothbrush and it connects to an app so you can see or mom can see. It's definitely mom. <laughs> <laughs> How long did they brush their teeth? Did they get in the back? Did they get the front? What is that pattern of toothbrushing? And then you can have that conversation with your child and really educate them on the importance of brushing their teeth. 
I'm going to dive deeper in this because at the stage of life, just to reiterate the stage, right? Five-year-old daughter, seven-year-old son, eight-year-old that has braces. These are new. Who he's now obsessed with uh, brush, brushing, flossing, et cetera. I cannot wait to use this. The time is flying by. I just had a couple minutes. Hold up. I want to, I want to pivot here to, to more community stuff. Specifically, big event coming up next week. Um, an annual event that used to be Bold Goal. Correct. Paul, take so, it. So uh, August 17th, Thursday, August 17th at the University of North Florida, we're having our Humana Military and Humana Collective Impact Summit. And so basically we're bringing together Blue Zones. We'll be there, one awesome. of our speakers. Uh, the Florida Chamber of Commerce Foundation and their Prosperity Initiative to decrease poverty across the state of Florida 50% by the year 2030. Say, say so that again, they're, they're trying to decrease... Decrease poverty across the state of Florida 50% by the year 2030. And they're getting the business community involved to adopt zip codes to start to address things like food insecurity, education, economic opportunities, job training... You name it. Pretty important stuff. Pretty important stuff. Humana's adopted 10 zip codes, and we've put our $30 million donation uh, towards affordable housing in those 10 zip codes. And so we're helping to supplement and and, and help to build um, these affordable housing units. And so we'll have that. We'll have Jack's Care Connect, which is our safety net primary care and specialty medical community group. That, that's been, it's a three-year pilot program. They're coming up to the end of the third year, and we're continuing to look for ways to enhance and build off of that. Um, we've got the Trident Ministries, which is actually with the military population, so working with the faith community, military-based organizations, and those active-duty soldiers and the ones transitioning out of active duty into um, civilian life to help them connect to community and connect to resources. So we'll have about 200 people there, and, and it's a great networking opportunity, a great opportunity to hear some of the great things that are going on. And it's been really cool because this is the eighth year we're, we're doing this. And every year it gets I'll better. hear about, well, and, and I'll hear about a partnership that was created at a table, right? Because I walk around and I make sure if I know you know all those people that you're sitting with, I make you get up and go sit with people you don't, right? Because I want conversations to happen. And I've heard of so many partnerships that have come out of it or relationships of businesses and community organizations that have come out of that. I'm going to reiterate the Community and Military Health Collective Impact Summit. Yes. Thursday, August 17th, 2023. Registration 8 to 9, the program goes from 9 to 12. So at UNF, yep. August 17th, who's going, right? We get running out of time. I knew it. We're not going to get to the fun questions at the end. That's fine. But this event was a big deal, still is a big deal. 30 seconds, who's going? Who would benefit from going? If you're interested in doing things in the community, we've got nonprofit organizations that will be there. United Way will be there. City of Jacksonville will be there. UNF, JU, FSCJ. We'll have a lot of community organizations, nonprofits that'll be there, faith-based organizations that'll be there. If you're interested in meeting groups and becoming part of the solution to the issues that are happening in Jacksonville, show up. And and it's open for the general public as well, but I, you know, I really want people that have an organization behind them to be there. 
Time flies. Didn't get to the fun questions at the end. But I, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Absolutely. Both of you, I hope you come back. Laura Nolan, third time's a charm. Paul Sapia, not Sapia. I said Sapia every single time, right? Yeah. Both of Humana, August 17th at UNF, um, 2023, by the way, 9 to 12. Great events. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I, I learned a ton. You know, whoever happens to hear or see this, I think they'll learn some stuff too. But thank you for joining. And that's what the health just happened. <laughs>